1: It's Rusty here getting ready for the second lap of my podcast with stuntman and racer Matt Mingay If you haven't already make sure you check out part one which covers his early years The learnings, the bikes and some broken bones But it was nothing until a life-changing incident at Belle Isle in Detroit in 2016 is it hard to talk about it, still?
0: No, not at all. No, I don't, I don't find a problem talking about it. I suppose the hardest hard time I have troubles dealing with it ever, I don't have a problem dealing with one little bit, except for one of my little boys involved. Yeah. And when he, he's subject to my little boy dealing with it and um, dealing with how sad he was and how upset he was about it, and that hits home to me. It hurts that becomes me. real then. Yeah, it hits home.
1: So... You talked about the the extent of the damage before, particularly to your jaw and things like that. I've I've known you for a while, mate. You you know you're oh, yeah. this, this character that's full of life, you you know, wild side to you, gregarious kind of thing. Now all of a sudden it's been That's been life-changing, mate. How hard was that to deal with at the time that it would be perhaps more difficult to talk or that, you know, maybe it might change the shape of your face? How difficult was that to to come to terms with?
0: Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, it's definitely changed the shape of my face. I've got a massive big draw on me now. Um, I've got a thing called dysarthia. Mm. So not only have I all the my teeth that go missing on my mouth, that's why I have a speech impediment, but I think called dysarthia, which is because of my brain injury, it's affected my, my right hand right side of my body, so my right hand side of my tongue is a bit numb, that's mm-hmm. why I talk weird. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, was, it was certainly was a setback. Um, the hardest thing was for, for me to do was the, the people around me, my, my wife especially, she dealt, she went through hell and back, mm-hmm. um, virtually looking after me the whole time, um, and my little boy, and and um. <laughs> We, we were trying for a baby at a time, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I was, I came to America, I, my wife announced me she was pregnant. <sighs> and um, because of all the stress, we lost that baby. Mm-hmm. So, it was, as you can imagine, that was pretty hard as well. You're right. You're right. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so since then we've had a beautiful little girl, you've yeah, <laughs> the middle in Danger.
1: Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> fitting, how? Fitting. <laughs> Hello, she's uh, she, is she is she daddy's girl. Not to go anywhere near motorbikes or what's oh, that Oh
0: like? no, no, she gets she for her first birthday she will poo poo fifty, 50.
1: <laughs>
0: and she's um she's the most daring, courageous little no fear little girl I've ever met, and it's kind of scary.
1: Wonderful support from your wife, Mater. That must have been enormously hard for her to see you.
0: Yeah, like yeah it was. It was uh, absolutely. I, I, um, I think about it every now and again. Uh, even when she talks about it, she tries not to talk about it too much to me because she knows it's, it's upsetting to me to know what she's been through. But um, the support of her from her has been crazy, unbelievable.
1: Your mum and dad were horrified at the thought of you doing stunts. Now you've had this big incident. Did you think at some point, that's it, I, I can't do this I- I anymore? Or were you still as determined as ever to come back from this? Oh,
0: never. Never, ever have a doubt in my mind that I was going to come back to it. Not a doubt in the world. I remember I was in hospital for 13 weeks and I was home for two weeks and I was getting my Harley something bike ready and putting it back in my car and my wife goes, what are you doing? So I'm going for a ride. She says, you can't. I'm like, it says who? She says, you can't can't physically do it. I said, well, watch me do it and then you tell me I can't do it. And uh, she had to come and watch me uh, practice two weeks after, and sure enough, I did crash.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so it wasn't was a good book, so by, by no means. But yeah, it's, um, I, I I I said it to a lot, a lot of people when I people, said, well, "What are you going to do now?" I'm like. What do you mean what i going to do now? I'm I going to work at Macca's or work at Bunnings or something. Are you joking me? I'm going to keep doing what I do. I'm going to do it better than, I, better than I ever have and faster and crazy than I ever have. have. Well, that's what I do. That's what I do for a living and I love it. I love my fans. I love the passion of my fans. I'll never let them down for long longer i live.
1: So it's been good tonic then, has it?
0: Yeah, well, it has. It has. My fan base has grown a hell of a lot and, um, you know, I, I never let anyone down ever. Um, i I try not to I, I train my butt off try and keep fit do what I do and yeah it's working well for
1: me How good was that sensation to either get back on the bike or to get behind the wheel again how much how good that feel
0: yeah it was it was good it was very um it was very hard it wasn't just up on the back of the bike back in the swing of things again mm-hmm. I virtually had to learn a lot a lot of things over over again. And my, at the time, my disability was a more right-hand right size down. Yes. That's why I have got a permanent limp now. And um, um, so trying to do throttle control and stuff like that is pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so was, that, was that practice again? You just had to go yeah, and practice, relearn? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I had to practice like every day for like two, three months. So I, I crashed in June, and my first show back was um, Adelaide uh, 500 in, uh, in March. That's nuts. Less than a year. Yeah, I was on six months. Yeah, six months and uh, for about um, four of those months I was train, 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 train. There's no way I was going to come here and watch a show and there's no way I was going to let my fans down and there's no way I was going to crash either. (laughs) I thought, if I crash I'm going to be the biggest dickhead in the world.
1: (laughs) What was was more um, satisfying? Was it because you'd grown up on two wheels, but there's still a lot of four wheel element. Now, obviously, the crash had been in, in a uh, in a truck, in a, in a stadium super truck. So, was it just satisfying to get back on the on the bike again? What was the one that is sort of?
0: It's very that, because my age, I've been I've been steering towards the car over the bike thinking, oh, I going to tired of the bike, going to get off the bike. So I got a, I got a saying, a theory in life: with age comes a cage.
1: <laughs> Okay.
0: What a load of shit that is! <laughs> <laughs> what a crowd that is! I've had totally my, my biggest life threatening crash within a car. Yeah, you know, go figure.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, the reaction from the sport. When you came back, the constituents that you know here in the paddock you got lots of friends here. What was that like?
0: It was it was, it was hard. I was more so trying to convince them I was back. Because mm. a, a lot of most people who saw me going, "Oh, when are you back?" I'm like, "I'm back now. When are you riding again?" I'm like, "I'm riding." Mm. Oh, so when are you doing stunts again? I'm I'm, I'm fucking doing my stunts now. <laughs> so people couldn't believe I was back. Um, I was seeing all the r- reports and reading all the reports and how I was, uh, you know. Pretty, a pretty bad way. They couldn't believe I was back on on target to do what I do. So,
1: when, when, when people have a brain injury, they they often talk about you know sometimes it might change your personality or mm. it might are there things like that that it's change? I mean, you've talked about the physical stuff, but what about you know the either. Personality or emotional stuff?
0: Not really. I, I take life a hell a, a lot more granted. Do you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I love my family twice as much as I do before, and I, I, you know, I make sure my family comes first. Simple as that. No ifs or buts. Um, yeah, I more like <coughs> more so just take life for granted a bit better.
1: Now, like Mad Mike, who we brought up before, whose son looks like following in his footsteps. <laughs> Your young bloke looks like doing <laughs> what dad's into. Is that how's all that?
0: Oh, well, he's, he's lived up to his name. His name's Maddox, middle name's Evil. Like I mentioned before, he's uh, he's been, been performing with me for two and a half years now. And he drives his um, his sun bike, his drift car, and his, his little trophy car, which is a jump track. And we do quite <clears throat> Quite a few raw shows together. For example, next weekend is um, Newcastle Raw Show we're doing. Me and him in both our trucks. We've, we've got two big yellow, uh, big steel rams and we have shootouts, and it's best of three races. And that little bugger, little bugger, beats, it, flogs his dad. And the only way I could beat him is if I cheat. <laughs> and the crowd could see that and because you're, you're on a little anyone knows it's a trove car so a little miniature trove um, truck like a super truck miniature with a little 450 dirt bike engine yep. and because it's so light and small it goes like a stink yep. and of course i got a big truck and a little tire it's only about 150 metres so lucky to get in the second gear <laughs> So he flogs me and, boy, is he rubbing my face, sir.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, he's a true mingo. Is there an element of, um, of you know, give and take? Okay, you got to do your homework first before you go out and play. What's it, What's that like?
0: No, because oh, I'm separated from his mum. When he comes to dad, his dad says it's his playtime. It?
1: Yeah. <laughs> As you and I sit here, it's a fantastic... Um, element to the you know a positive bookend to the story of just recounted about the injury and about the crash you are back here in Adelaide racing a stadium truck for the first time how does that feel what you it's day one of having got behind the wheel of it again what are the emotions from all that
0: yeah certainly a tough one I've been doing it for 23 years like I mentioned um and I don't get nervous anymore. I mean, what I do for a living, I actually love what I do, but I don't get nervous. I have a bit of fun out there, whether it be on my Harley Sun bike or my Camaro Drift car or my truck doing shows. It's just great fun. I don't get yeah. nervous. But today racing... Practicing for the first time at SSE, I was nervous. I was nervous. My brother's here, he goes, I can tell you, nervous. I I am. Yes, I've never seen this side of you before. (laughs) I I said, I know, right? (laughs) So I got my first session over and done with and took a huge weight off my shoulders, a big sigh of relief. And my next session, I did a huge better, uh, a couple of seconds faster, and I was on my my, my second session. So like, it was, it was a big sigh of relief, just you get it out of the way. And my heart, my, my biggest problem so far is getting my CAMS losses back. CAMS has been, been absolutely thorough with what they do and props to them because yeah. they could have been a veggie and they could have given it back, could have put in there, been their fault. So what they've tested, put them through, has been so in-depth, yeah. so rigorous, crazy. Yeah. Like, I had to do a medical test, I had to do a CT brain scan, an MRI brain scan. And the hardest one I do, I do uh, a psychological brain test, which goes for six hours. Hats off for what they've done.
1: That in itself must make it even more rewarding to get behind the wheel of that truck. It's blue and yellow colours, Hot Wheels backing. It's unmistakably you, mate. Tell people that are listening who've not seen these things before. I mean, these are trucks that are V8-powered, a ute, Overgrown suspension, uh, they can more or less tackle just about any kind of different terrain. And you're racing them around the street circuit here over man-made jumps. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, it come to it come to fruition in 2014, I think. And now, um, Alex yeah, I, like I said, "Unbelievable! They're a little tiny truck with a big V8, lightweight, huge, huge jumps." And I, I think there's five jumps per lap. And uh, Robert Gordon says, He's, a, he's a brain power, he's done ma- magic things with really things, and whatever damages you do to it, he fixes it. So, you can eventually have, have a smash up derby out there and not give a rat's ass <laughs> about your truck, as long as he'll fix it for you.
1: So, it's, it's really good. He's talking there about Robbie Gordon, who's raced successfully in uh IndyCar, NASCAR, things like Baja, and Dakar. He's a he's a real machine when it comes to running the yep. sport or that, that particular championship he's pretty handy in them as well so they're V8 powered we've, we've covered that part of it they use the commentators use a line which i quite like which is three wheelins a good feeling <laughs> because because you you to attack it you actually have to kick the front wheels up be the left or right depending upon how you, you're going on a, on a particular corner or, 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 uh, or even heading into a jump don't you? Yeah so where it is
0: it only ever three wheels on the left hand corners because the engine torque okay. when right hand corners it won't go on three wheels it'll mm-hmm. just slide mm-hmm. so when you go in the left hand corner you want on three wheels because you get traction okay. if it's not on three wheels you're sliding in the back end so you want the left front wheel as high as you can get it, the most amount of traction you can get. So it looks un- quite often because because left-hand drive, you're on the left-hand corner, you can't see a bloody thing. You cannot see because all you can see is bonnet. So you're just hoping like hell the guy in front keeps going.
1: <laughs> you may not remember this. Troy Bayless used to run uh, an event at Taree in sort of mid north coast of New South Wales. It was for dirt bike racing, yeah. and um, and one particular year you you took. A truck there, and you were we're doing you were doing some demo stuff, and you threw me a helmet. You said, "Come, come, (laughs) come for a lap, come for a ride." It's the only time I've ever been in a car that's launched or jumped something. I I still cannot get over to this day (laughs) the sensation. What I want you to try and tell the the people listening to the podcast is what happens here because there's an element of of lining it up for the jump gassing it at a certain point. You even, correct me if I'm wrong, you even give it a bit of a rev mid-air, don't you, like a motocross bike and things like that, do you?
0: No, it's not really, no. You just make sure, you have to make sure your power's on the ramp. It doesn't mean if you are too fast for the ramp or not, you have to power up, because the back wheel gives it um, power to lift the front end up. If it doesn't do that, it'll nosedive big time. Yeah. And the faster you go, the more it'll nosedive. So, um, yeah, I mean... The, well, I think we were clocked at one hundred
1: and fifty k's now, hitting
0: the Rams. So it's pretty fast, pretty fast. So pretty in depth. When it
1: lands wrong, you know about it. Robbie and his team go through a thing where they go, OK, we need the ramp set at this height. They've got to be placed in this spot. And, and there's, a, there's an element of... Um, I, I mean, they've been here to Adelaide before, so I'm sure a lot of it comes with with um, that that prior experience. But it's also their experience with the category and the, and the cars and what they need to do, isn't
0: it? Not really, no. No, not at all. The the, the ramp's are all set, set height, kind yep. of the same height everywhere you go. Um, and now everyone of the drivers are experienced drivers so he virtually says the ramps are here here here, and here go for it see you later amazing yeah so on your way so like I said today's two practitioners. Um if you haven't got your eye in now might not turn up forget Simple it say, yeah forget it
1: just describe the. You've talked about kicking the the left front before, and and things like that, and how to attack the jump. What are you What are you using when you're in the cockpit in terms of of uh, obviously steering, but but are there other other aspects to
0: the drive? Absolutely. Well, it's a three-speed auto, so yeah. you're actually using second and third the whole time. Yeah. And you got a hydraulic handbrake. Yeah. So when you go around a corner, if you get a slight bit of undersea, you instantly on the hydraulic handbrake and it digs the back end in, which puts weight on the front front wheels. Yeah. So you've virtually around every corner, you're covering the, the handbrake. So the second you get undersea, you pull on, lose your undersea. Okay. Quite often, you hope you don't get undersea because it hits faster. Yeah. Uh, obviously... So we always come from the handbrake, so hope for the best.
1: What's the perfect balance? Because circuit racing guys want to try and be, be smooth and precise, but these things have, have <laughs> a lot of attitude, and, and the way Robbie attacks it sometimes, it's a joy to watch, mate, because it's, it's 180 of what you expect in, in circuit racing terms in oh, many ways, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. I'm, what I love is that I've never raced a car in my life, and um, I got a wildcard card riding these in 2014, and... Um, and uh, my very first race, I got third place, so I beat various supercar drivers and ex <laughs> ex Formula One drivers and all these American guys who were experts for years. I was pretty over the moon. So, you know, I've had I've had two wins, one in Gold Coast, one in Sydney, and about four podiums in my career. So yeah, I'm pretty pretty impressed with that. I mean, playing with trucks, um, doing raw shows uh, does help. Yeah. But, uh, like I said, doing jumps with you yeah. does help. Um, so the jumping aspect, I'm not scared of one little bit of the jumping aspect, it's more so the, the, the road racing technique is the hard part for me. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Do you, in, in launching off the jumps, do you have to remain, does your body have to remain supple or, or do you kind of tense up? How do, you, how do you go when you attack the jump? Just
0: make sure your head's on the back of the headrest. because okay. if, you, if you're leaning forward, you're going to be anxious about what's going on, your head, your chin will break down. Mm-hmm. So virtually every time you do a jump, you put your head straight back and the back of the headrest.
1: Stadium super trucks are powered by a 600-horsepower Chevrolet V8 engine. The 1300 kilograms trucks have a three-speed transmission and can hit a top speed of 230km per hour. And on the street courses, aluminium jumps are placed on the track. So pretty much it's like watching real-life remote control cars. Let's talk about, to finish off here, some stuff that's close to your heart in terms of bikes and cars. Firstly, you mentioned the Harley before. Tell listeners about the Harley that you're currently using in, in um, you know some of the stunt displays and things like that and is there another one at home that's a bit of a bit of a you know a quiet you know soft spot that you got that you go for a ride in the in the hinterland with
0: no, I don't see second one first. And there isn't I don't have a I don't have any bike. Um, mainly because uh, I've lost my licence fourteen times. <laughs> <laughs> so I try not to ride on the road once again, so I can't
1: help but be an idiot. <laughs> when, when you went back t- to court on that, that sort of basis, did they sort of go not you again or what what happened?
0: <laughs> yeah, went through a bad spell. I've, I've lost my lo- license for many years. Oh, so sorry. Lost lost my license for three years because it took my license off me because of my accident. Believe it or not. Because I, I, cause I a b- my brain injury, it took my license off me so I proved I could drive. It was stupid, but anyway. Um, but yeah, I lost my license many times being, just being a fool on a motorbike in a car and mm. being a clown and, and so hence me not riding on the road very often at all. Okay.
1: The Harley is what and what have you done to it in terms of mods?
0: So Harley's a... Uh, Hardly sports a twelve hundred, mm-hmm. f- fairly modified. Yeah. I've got uh, lace up with different wheels, different gearing, different engine gearing. Um, twin twin brake, twin disc front ender, so I can use front brakes each he- better than standard. Um, and to be honest, it's the most reliable stunt bike I've ever had. It's awesome? c- costs an absolute flogging day, noon, night, and um, it's had one rebuild in ten years. So miles on bikes will take a rebuild over two years, so it was pretty, it's pretty reliable.
1: You rattled off some stuff about the Camaro. It's sitting out front. We're inside your transporter at the moment. It's parked out front. It's a bit of a specky thing for fans to come and check when it's on display. Tyres. When you come to a show like this, how long do the rears last?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky these days. I explained the horsepower. The Camaro Sport now is crazy horsepower. I'm drifting in top gear, six gear drifting. So I'm lucky to get one lap for a brand new set of tires. <laughs> <laughs> if I get if I get more than if I they said to me I got two laps, I can make it last two laps. I can drive like, like a bit of Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> if, I've, if I've only got one lap, I will make sure they come in don't bog ball bored Um yeah, so last year went through two hundred and forty-five tyres. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my my car was two hundred and fifty, so I didn't match it, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> the um, this place I can always remember Barry Sheen doing burnouts here. <laughs> the, the, the fans love that stuff, and they love that with you too. Yeah. My two or four wheel, don't
0: they? Oh, Barry Sheen yeah, it was great. He, I mean, he hopped down a some bike by oh, back in two thousand and three or two thousand
1: and four. I reckon that was played. A number of times, I reckon he did it. May have, may have even been on the front straight here at Adelaide. Yeah,
0: it could have been. The hero baths I can't remember. can't remember. yeah, yeah. And he had no helmet on. Just the mic on around his head. He jumped on the bike. and did a big burnout in pit lane. Yeah. Not not out on the track on pit lane on shed one. Oh, I was like it was, it was telecast like you said yeah. did we get in trouble for that my god we are gonna so much trouble for that <laughs>
1: oh what do you reckon <laughs> I could just imagine him too back in the day well, here, Matt give me the bike will you <laughs> yeah it was, it was exactly that get, give me the bike get off give me a go will you <laughs> what about stuff that is still on the to-do list for you is there. I mean, you rattle off Guinness records. We know some of the the stunts that you've done over time, and you know we've just talked about you being back in a truck racing, which is terrific. What's on the unfinished business list for you?
0: I don't know, mate. To be honest, i a, a lot of the SSAs love doing that. I've got a I've got a doco coming out. Do you? Yeah, I've got a massive doco coming out. We've been working on doco for the last nine nine months. And um,
1: don't don't give away too much because it'd be nice for viewers to no, see that. But but what's what's the sort of essence essence of
0: it? No, well, this is money around re- 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 my accident. My wife did the greatest thing of me while I was in hospital of the whole time. She used a GoPro and filming. me. Yeah, yeah. And I've got some really, really gory, uh, unseen uh, in-car footage of my actual crash that no one's ever seen before. Okay. And the, the broadcast footage of the crash that they didn't broadcast was a too gory. Yeah. So I've got broadcast footage as well.
1: Wow.
0: Um, See, so yeah, and it's all about my life. What's gone on my life? Is exactly that what we have just gone through? And lots of footage, footage of my little boy and little girl and. Yeah. Yeah, so it's definitely an eye opener for a lot of people when they want to know the ins and outs of my life, that's for sure.
1: Eye opening for you
0: too? Yeah, well, it, it certainly um, brought, brought quite a few memories. Mm. Um, thinking about it, trying to drag and hustle, hustle up some old footage together mm. and seeing some
1: old footage, and certainly brought the memory back together again. Where can people see this when it comes out? And have you got a working title that you can talk about yet?
0: Yeah, it's called Challenge Accepted. Challenge Accepted. Challenge Accepted. As due out in Easter at this age. Okay. I, hope, I hope. Fingers crossed it still, still is because it's still got a fair way to go. Okay. We're um, hoping to get on Netflix, Stan, Stan uh, Amazon. And uh, and Virgin Airlines, good
1: stuff. So keep an eye out for that searcher challenge accepted. In uh, Ch- yeah, yeah exactly. and we're talking. We're talking as we record this Easter twenty twenty two. So, is there a bike for you that is is dream bike to own? It's like one of those things. Like, hey, one day, maybe when the kids are grown up or something or other is there one that you would love to have in the. In the garage, could it be maybe something that takes you back to your youth? One of those first bikes. What would what would be the the Matt Mingo machine that you had to have?
0: To be honest, not really. Eh? I really? don't know. Really, Coming off bikes quite a bit over the years, yeah. um, I, with my age kind of progressing, and and, and it's, it's unfortunately the, the, the Harley. I of love riding the Harley for my fans, but it's kind yeah. of a job now. Yeah. So I do what I do to keep keep them happy, and I, I insane beyond belief everywhere I go. Yeah. But you know, I, I don't. When I get home, I don't play with bikes, and I don't want to play with bikes, and I don't have anything to do with them. I, I do. I like, on average do do 200 perform, performances per year, uh, between 25 and 30 shows, events per year, every every year. So it's um, people people say to oh, me during a ride this weekend and uh, a weekend off uh, well, hell no <laughs> I don't want to touch a bike on a weekend off I don't want to go near it I want to spend it with my family my little boy my little girl go do something that's not motorcycle motor related
1: you know because yeah it is what it is I suppose is that the is that the life realisation mate that about that you know you, you talked before about not taking stuff for granted and so when you are back from a race meeting like this you do want to be close to the fam and spend the time.
0: I do. I do. I love being close to the family. And um, by no means I do I do boring stuff. I mean, I always go truck racing with my little boy and bike riding with my little boy and my little girl riding around a pedophile padding with her We've got two and She's absolutely addicted to the little plastics. <laughs> She, she sees a of a little kid's ploy, so our 170s. She goes and shakes the door flat out and looks at you shaking the we're going, door. We're going, we Oh, you've <laughs> got to go. If you're going to go, you are the meanest out in the world.
1: Is the Camaro the dream car from a stunt point of view or is there something that you've even learnt from that where you think, oh, you know, man, the next project, I want to build this or put this engine or, you know, is there is there nah. another one of those?
0: No, nah, the Camaro is pretty awesome. It yeah. doesn't matter who who sees it across the world are pretty blown away by it the, yeah. the open strands actually kind of blows everyone away if, if everyone gets a chance to look underneath it, they're pretty blown away yeah. running, like I said running a NASCAR engine as well um, there's not many things on the road on the drift track can keep up with it yeah. um, so it's pretty cool
1: will you slow down is there any chance of you slowing down I hope not
0: <laughs> <laughs> no I hope not I, I love what I do my, my loves what I do well I do to, to an extent <laughs> Um, yeah, we we, we thoroughly enjoy keeping the fans happy. Our fan base is always going and um, yeah, I wouldn't go for the world.
1: Fantastic. Final one for you. If you could go on a road trip, let's say it's a car, you can you can have a sedan, you can have a you you can whatever you want to do for. embarrassing well, do you know,
0: embarrassing stories.
1: Well, if hey, you've got any, tell tell us, tell me an embarrassing story. What have you got? This is good. This you, is good. You guys, I, I text you. I text you. I said, have you have you got anything? Right, oh, this is good. Uh,
0: you, you do, I repeat, repeat that you texted me and I <laughs> thought to myself what's the break song and I haven't told anyone and I remember one it was yeah. here in Adelaide it yeah. was in Adelaide probably about oh, 2005 2006 yeah. and I was doing a, I was doing a big burnout on my motorbike and I fast as hell to about 140 Ks down, I locked to lock and I high sided it oh. a high sided means when the bike goes completely sideways and I flipped it straight on back and I slid for about 50 metres down. And when I, oh, I stopped, I got on my feet and I checked all my arms and legs, and I was all in one piece, I was pretty wrapped. And the crowd got berserk, boba, bananas for me, ran to my bike, and I G'd up the crowd. And to make a bit of laughter, I dropped an elbow on like a wrestling move on my bike, yep. like a wrestling move. As I dropped on my bike, I felt this pop, I, I broke my elbow. <laughs> So you survived. I survived. <laughs> I survived. I dropped my elbow. My elbow hit the edge of the metal tank, and it's popped my elbow. Broke my elbow, so I picked the bike up and waved the cow, going, "Oh god!" <laughs> Went in. I said, oh, "I crashed. Broke bro- 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 my elbow crashing." It
1: was the show off of the
0: photo. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> the it was a show off. <laughs> it wasn't to deal with the crash one little bit.
1: <laughs> if you could go for a road trip. Any any car you like. Let's say it's the Camaro, and there's there's the four seats in the Camaro, and you could fill it with any guest you like. Maybe Guess. it's yeah someone that might maybe inspires you that you look up to. It could be someone from family. Who, who would the guests be? That you'd go on a road trip with and why?
0: Oh, crikey, it's a tough one. Yeah. On
1: the spot. Um, Have there been heroes for you? I mean, you talked about Evil Knievel, obviously. Yeah,
0: Evil Knievel. Obviously, he's he's a, he's a given, but obviously he's dead now as well. So, were you obsessed? Were
1: you you know watching watched, VHSs and everything? Were yeah, I
0: was. I read his books. Uh, two books and movies. Um, I got like I said, I got his tattoos on me. I was, my name was Kid after him. Um, I, I got my, my wedding was in Vegas my my best man told me I to, he pulled out a uh, Eva Knievel racer I had to work around for the whole night <laughs> as Eva Knievel there's um, one
1: there's one let's let's say he was alive yeah, okay, it'd be, be cool I, to have him with
0: you I love The Rock The Rock's a really? yeah he's a great attitude towards life and just he's he's a very inspiring man I suppose choosing a superstar I don't really
1: know, but I'm on the spot there. They're a great combo, though. They're a great combo. I yeah. mean, the Rock gets up at four in the morning and does I training. I
0: train train, 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 train. I mean, I train my, my, my butt off all the time. And um, I, if I feel like being inspired, I look at his Instagram or, or Facebook because he's a pretty inspiring guy.
1: Mate, your story is amazing. Thank you for spending so much time to to share it with us good luck with the movie can't wait to to yeah, see geez. the doco that, that's going to be super cool and you're an inspiration the fact that you've thank come you. back and kept doing it you know for many people that that would have been uh, unfathomable mate and you're still as passionate about it as you know you were before before yeah, the accident you. well done
0: much appreciated, mate thank you very much yes.
1: Rusty's Garage is recorded for Podcast One written and presented by me, Greg Rust. Series producer and editor is Alex Mitchell. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. If there's someone you want me to talk to on Rusty's Garage, get in touch on the show page at podcast1australia.com.au. To listen to more episodes, search Rusty's Garage podcast, listen for free at podcast1australia.com.au or download the app. I'm Greg Rust. Enjoy the drive but drive safely.